Welcome to this Radio Brews News special Brewery Pro edition. The Independent Brewers Association is increasing its focus on professional development within the Australian brewing industry and has been steering the creation of certificate level courses, including brewery traineeships. In this conversation, we catch up with IBA Director Richard Adamson. Richard leads the association's People Project Group and is developing a training plan for the industry in addition to focusing on education, workplace health and safety and well-being. Richard outlines what is being done in the training space and outlines the current options for vocational training. Richard Adamson, welcome to Beer as a Conversation. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Mate, uh, tell us a little bit about, we're, we're here talking not so much in your capacity as uh, Young Henry's uh, co-founder, but we're very much looking at your role uh, with the IBA, where you are the head of the project group dealing with people. Um, maybe you can start by telling us a little bit about you know, your time with the IBA. We've seen it develop over the last uh, seven or eight years and really start to um, bed down its mission and its role. And people is a big focus for you. It is. Uh, yes, yeah, so obviously we, I do feel the um, organisation has matured um, in the time that it's been running. And I think we've, we've actually got a, a fair bit more focus now. And I, the project groups are, are really working well. I think we've seen that with the marketing side, with the the Indie Beer Seal and um, Indie Beer Day, we're starting to get a bit of traction there. Uh, on the people front, uh, we're focused on training and education, WHNS, uh, wellbeing and diversity. Uh, so the WHNS uh, IBA Safe program has been running um, in conjunction with Victual for a couple of years. Now that was set up originally with, um, with Dave Patton at the helm. Uh, education and training, we're starting to get some real traction there now. So. Uh, on the TAFE front, SA, uh, TAFE and IBA are running a traineeship program uh, commencing next year. So we have so far 10 trainees signed up uh, running through the Certificate 3 uh, through SA TAFE. Uh, New South Wales, we're coming up to our fourth year of running the Certificate 3. And we've got, just got the news that Queensland will be running that uh, through the, uh, I think it's South Brisbane TAFE in 2020. And we're hoping that we can get a couple of the TAFEs in Victoria up and running at the same time for 2020 as well. So there's a lot of movement on that front. Now, now for for people who don't have a background in training and the uh, national skills uh, and, and, and training format, just explain to them what a certificate three is and also what a traineeship is and how that fits into the running of a business. Sure. So un- under that, um, that skills framework, there are, there are different levels of education. So certificate three, really, it means that um, there is no prerequisites to commence that, um, that form of training. Certificate four um, is, a, is a level above and that assumes some kind of um, leadership or management skills. Uh, that can have prerequisites, but it's preferable that it, it, it still that does not. And then you get into uh, further education at universities, which definitely have prerequisites. So that would be at least a high school certificate or um, whatever the equivalent is across across the state now, I mean, across the states now, uh, up to those graduate certificates that mean that you need to have at least a bachelor degree to, to get into. So it's more about that furthering education than anything else. Now, the benefit of the Certificate 3 and hopefully with a Certificate 4 that's coming online soon is that it qualifies for a traineeship, 
So the way that traineeship works is that you need to register a uh, an employee as a trainee, and there's certain prerequisites for that to for those people to qualify. Um, it's generally things like um, it's been someone less than three months of a full-time or full-time equivalent role, um, or they can be less than 12 months as a part-time, part-time equivalent, or a combination of those things. Uh, you need to go to what's called a um, apprenticeship network provider, and this is a free um, service. They will make sure that both the employee and the employer are eligible or the trainee um, should to proceed, and then they will um, assist with the relative incentives and subsidies that um, that may be eligible as well. So it's up to about four thousand dollars for the employer. The employee gets um, a heavily discounted course or the course for free, so that's actually funded by the government. Uh, there's things like workers' compensation exemptions; you have to pay the, um, the workers' compensation insurance for that. It could be a payroll tax exemption. Um, sometimes the students get um, access to um, discount travel cards, um, so concession cards, et cetera. And there might be extra incentives um, for those um, who maybe have a disability or mature-aged or school-based um, or Indigenous Australians as well. So tell me, the, the, the work is very practical-based, isn't it? The When you go through the certificate training um, really augments the on-the-job skills that they are doing in that uh, full-time or part-time employment. Absolutely. So that's definitely the focus is to be able to complete tasks. So we're looking at um, operator CIP function or operator filtration function. It's definitely based on the hands-on. There are some um, theoretical knowledge that we will put behind that so you know why you are doing specific tasks or particularly particular steps in the task. Um, but it's definitely function, uh, sorry, based on the functionality of another completed task um, safely and um, effectively. And, and that's one of the things about the formalised training that comes through something like a Certificate 3 is that it fills in the gaps that if you are working, there is a lot of assumed knowledge. There is a lot of things that you are just um, expected to know or you know, in, in a busy workplace, you're not thought uh, you, you don't think to to provide the training but the certificate um, train level training provides you a lot of the um, fundamentals uh, uh, around the day-to-day -day duties that, that's right so I've had a lot of students who've uh, I've seen the light bulb go on and go oh that's why we do this task within the brewery I've also had some students who are probably working um, under less supervision or don't have an experienced hand on around and that's that's certainly a symptom of the growth of the industry um, is they've gone back and changed some of their processes based on what they've learnt um, at TAFE as well. Is the initiative um, done at the employee's um, behest or is it something that a brewery says, well, we need to uh, get somebody in, we initiate the training, we initiate the traineeship and then advertise or is it something that you can do with an existing employee? It depends on how long the existing you know, employee has been working in that role. So less than three months for a full-time um, person or um, equivalent part-time casual, they can still qualify as a trainee. So if the trainee, if, if a new employer is looking to get further education and there's a TAFE course available in the area, they might talk to their, um, their employer, the brewery, and say, hey, 
I'm not qualified as a trainee. Do you reckon you can contact one of these um, apprenticeship network providers? And there's a bunch of them um, available in every state. They'll come in and meet with uh, the, the employer and the brewery and say, hey, you do qualify. This is what um, your obligations are under the traineeship program. So um, the obligations are things like making sure that the person who is the trainee is actually going to further their skills in the brewery. They're not just going to be stuck doing one particular task like um, cleaning and filling kegs. They're actually going to get around the brewery and do some other, um, some other jobs that are going to further their skills. Uh, and it's generally a two-year um, two contract, two-year agreement that the, um, the trainee is there, uh, which fits in pretty well with the, with the TAFE course because the TAFE course is generally um, a year or under. So I'd, I'd encourage people, if they're thinking of um, bringing on some new um, brewery workers, see if they do qualify for, train, for a traineeship, even if there isn't a TAFE course available in your area right now, there may be in that, in that two-year um, window. And, and what is the benefit to, to a business? I mean, obviously, businesses, most of the breweries uh, in Australia, however we number them, are very small businesses and any form of training is going to be at a cost to, to the business. But what are the, uh, what are the benefits that they should be looking at when they decide whether or not they put their staff through this training? Well, like I'd say, better beer, number one. Uh, so we there's a big focus on the um, QCQA process. Uh, we run through basic micro um, and basic quality assurance, been able to measure uh, your quality parameters for your beer. Then WHS, so how to be able to work safely, uh, how to run your processes properly. And then there's those, as I mentioned, those financial incentives for, for actually registering as a trainee. So it's up to $4,000 depending on the circumstance and that'll be based on some milestones. And there's a, there's a lot of um, benefits for your your new employer, employee in regards to um, getting that course for a discounted rate or for free and things like the concession card as well. So I think in the end of the day, you're going to have a much happier um, employee and you're going to come, you get all the benefits of them being trained um, outside of your organisation as well. There's always that old feeling, if I invest in employees, then I'm actually training up somebody else's employee. Is that a real issue? Uh, well, what's, what's the saying with that? It goes with that one, Matt. Um, what if they stay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. so what, what if I train them and they leave? What if uh, I don't train them and they stay? Train them and they stay. That's right. So, um, look, look, across the board, um, I think everyone's recognising the need for more education. I don't see any downside to it. Um, does it mean that those skills are, are more transferable? Then, yes, yes, it does. Of course it does. But so does the experience of, of working with your brewery. And I... I don't think that's um, the way that most employers or most breweries are thinking. Um, generally, we're working in small teams, and it's um, it's pretty it's it's a com it's a camaraderie that we have, um, and it's generally like the work culture that keeps people there. Um, the more qualified people we have as brewers, I think the less we'll see of poaching as well, um, because at the moment we've got nowhere else to go as as breweries. How, how do you mean? Well, it's, it's without having the, the education available to get qualified um, people working in your brewery, you've generally got to poach them from somebody else. Uh, so without, without the education, there's going to be more poaching. That's actually been a, a, a huge thing. I remember writing about 
a, a similar issue about 10 years ago with all of the breweries opening even way back then. Um, where are the brewers going to come from? And so many brewers we've seen just as stepping up from enthusiast, enthusiastic home brewers to volunteering or uh, you know just sort of working casual shifts um, or picking up at, at one of the uh, you know, smaller breweries that, that, that's looking and going on a career progression. The industry seems to have done pretty well for that. Is is there a need to formalise this training? Look, I think um, I think the benefit of the, the formalising training is all those incentives that I that I mentioned before. But it's also a bit of a fast track, and I think um, in, in any case, um, you, you, I'm pretty sure that people are coming in with a fair um, degree of information about how to make beer, but it's been able to do that consistently time and time again. And what happens if you get some problems? Um, that generally doesn't happen on a homebrew level where you're making the same beer for a year and then all of a sudden something starts changing. Um, generally, people are experimenting and coming up with new brews. And that's obviously a big part of uh, what has made craft beer interesting over the last couple of years is that that um, innovation and experimentation and coming up with great, great new stuff. But we still need to be able to do that in a way that presents the beer consistent, uh, consistently without quality issues. Now, we've seen you know, quite a few quality issues come as the, as the industry's got bigger, um, and that, kind of, that does come with that experimentation as well. So, you know, the, the things like using fruit in beers, you know, if you're not doing a, a limited gravity check before you release the beer, um, you can have exploding cans. That's, that's one example. So we'll, you know, we'll go through all that in the, in the TAFE um, course, so people are armed with at least with the knowledge to be able to do things um, in a in a way that's not going to cause quality issues without stifling experimentation. Richard, I understand that while anyone can apply for the TAFE course, that preference is given to people that actually have a traineeship. That's right. So uh, at the moment, um, the TAFE courses are generally oversubscribed in terms of people interested in doing the course. So the one that um, that I um, help teach. In Ultimo, we had 70 applicants for 20 places. Now, it was mandated by the TAFE that anyone that's a trainee gets priority. So we have actually, um, coming up in 2020, I think we've got five um, trainees um, going for the course, so they, they got first priority. So if anyone is just starting a, um, a role, uh, particularly if you think you qualify as a trainee, so if you're in that entry level, assistant brewer role. Uh, I would encourage my employer to register me, register me as a trainee because um, that way you're going to get priority uh, for doing the, the TAFE course. And it's a great way, I, I guess, people who are looking for training are potentially more likely to be aware of the opportunities than the employer. So it certainly doesn't hurt to bring it to the attention of your shift supervisor or even your uh, brewery owner, depending on the, the internal structure that these things do exist. That's right. Look, uh, certainly a, a fair bit of upward management happens in my organisation at Young Henry. So there's uh, there's actually no harm in letting uh, your boss know that there, there there's these incentives available because um, it, look, it took took us a long look, took me a long time to get a handle on it. And uh, I, I just don't think a lot of people in the industry knows um, that this is available to them. One of the things that we've seen start to be discussed overseas um, is 
wages in uh, the, the craft beer industry, and there have been quiet talks about it in, in in Australia and looking at the you know amount brewers are being paid. Obviously, once brewers uh, th- that that's an issue as a matter of course, but once brewers start getting uh, trained and their skill uh, set increases. I, I guess that becomes a, a, a bigger issue. Is that something that the IBA is looking at at the same time? Look, the, your, your, your brewery workers are covered under the award, and that, that award is the um, Food, Beverage and Tobacco Manufacturing Award. And there are different levels under that, um, that the classifications. And it's not just based on education, but it's based on the nature of work duties performed by the employees and the level of responsibility. Um, skills and qualifications do form part of that, but if people are doing the work duties and have that level of responsibility without the, the qualifications, um, really you've got to sort of sort of look at that and say, am I providing the, my employer employees the tools that they need to do the job correctly? Uh, and just the level of education on its own is not gonna have that impact on that, that level, that classification of level um, under that award. So you need to be paying um, at minimum the award level. And in most cases, um, because of the demand for, for brewers, I would have thought it would have been higher than that. Uh, if, if you're paying paid below the award level, that's not legal. So, so what award comes into play? I wasn't, I have to be honest, I wasn't even aware that there was an award structure in place for brewery, for breweries. Yeah, so that's the, it falls under the food, beverage and tobacco manufacturing award. Uh, and if you want any information about that at all, contact Fair, um, the Fair Work Australia and they will give you advice on um, the level of classification and what the, um, the pay should be. So what else is happening in, in the training space? We've got the Certificate 3 in this traineeship. Um, we, we, we've even seen the uh, Certificate 3 rolled out at a Queensland State High School, which it is like an, an exciting and interesting development. That's, that's quite interesting, isn't it? So um, from where, um, where we're sitting, what we understand, there's Certificate 4, uh, which is probably more aimed at a a senior brewer or someone who's doing um, production management, someone who's doing some team leadership uh, may need to know something about some, um, have some financial skills as well. That qualification we're hoping to, um, to be approved uh, beginning of 2020. Then we have to go and write the course material for that. Uh, so I imagine we'll see that being offered in 2021. Uh, outside of that, we still have... Um, the IBD courses, which I think are very valuable. Uh, Siebel has a whole bunch of um, course material out there. And some of that um, course material is, um, is, is modular. So if you're having an issue with a, a filtration, you can just get online and skill up on that particular um, function within the brewery. And then there's those um, postgraduate courses that are available um, at Federation and, um, and ECU. So there is a, there is a range of, education available it's not everyone's going to fit into the um the trainee mold and um that's why all those other courses are, are out there and fulfill a need so so something that we're looking at uh doing uh hopefully early next year is have a bit of a guide for education so put all the options out there so people can see what they um what best suits them 
Where does the IBD fit into to the structure? Is that something that you uh, recommend or look at as well? The IBD falls outside of the Australian um, qualification framework. So all that means is that the names they use for their courses, such as certificate um, or diploma, don't fit into the Australian framework of certificate and diploma. Um, the, the actual information that you, you know, and the knowledge you gain, the skills you gain are still very valuable. But you don't qualify for any of these um, incentives or um, or discounts in training that fit, fit under the AQF. Uh, that's that's really the only difference. Now, a lot of um, a lot of my team of brewers have gone through um, different courses in um, IBD. I did actually did the distilling certificate myself, uh, and I found that very um, particularly valuable as well. So. Um, Definitely wouldn't discount the IBD. I think the IBD is, is still valuable. Valuable. Any form of education or training you do is going to add to your um, to your job. What role does uh, IBA membership play in in training? Obviously, you can do these things without being a member of the IBA. What does the IBA offer in terms of uh, training and assistance, or just even information about training options? Sure. So, uh, what the IBA's um, role really is in, in this space has been is to advocate to and assist to um, get more training and education courses up and running through the TAFE network. Um, so we've been busy talking to Queensland government. We've been busy talking to the Victorian uh, TAFEs. Uh, we have an aim to get the, the certificate three up and running across the country. So your membership dollars go towards people like myself and people within the, um, the project group uh, going out and doing that work. Uh, in SA particularly, we are um, actually the, the people that went um, and got the funding for the traineeship program that is running down in South Australia. So that wouldn't have happened unless um, the IBA went ahead and, and applied for that grant. Uh, and the, the extra layer we have over that is, um, is a project management and mentoring um, level of responsibility. So um, there would be myself and other people going down to SA um, and, some, and Stephen Nelson's running the course down there. Uh, we'll be assisting the whole, the whole traineeship program at the same time. If somebody wants to be a member of the IBA and perhaps works for a brewery that isn't a uh, member of the IBA, is, is there the ability for them to join and get access to the you know, advice and uh, assistance and information um, provided by the IBA on these things? I, I think if anyone wants to access the resources around train, um, training, they need to encourage their um, employer, the brewery, to become a member. Hopefully we can, for, for those people that don't, aren't currently caught um, you know, don't currently fit within the IBA structure, we can help uh, communicate directly to them. I was going to say, absolutely, on that front. So if you are looking to bring on a new employee and you think they may qualify as a trainee, the first step is to um, find um, an apprenticeship network provider. Um, and there's, as I said, there's a bunch out there. I can't really recommend one over another, um, but it's a free service. So just get on to... Um, Get onto onto the internet and um, have a search for um, apprenticeship network providers, and then type in your state, and then you'll find out who's who's there. Give them a call, and someone will come out and have a meeting um, with um, the, the employee and the um, and the brewery. 
Absolutely, we'll do that. And you said that there's going to be a guide available uh, early in the new year. Do you have a, an ETI on that? Will that be something that, uh, for example, we'd be able to distribute um, maybe even together with this uh, this conversation? I, I, we, the, the issue I've got at the moment, Matt, is it's so, it's so emerging at the moment. So we've got so many new um, people coming on, on board, but I will be, I'll aim to get that done, I'd say, um, by the end of January. So we have that guide available. Um, whether it's just for members or not, I, I think that's a decision above what they grade at the moment. <laughs> Fair enough. No worries at all. We'll, <laughs> we, we can certainly work that out, but we'll uh, you know, do our very best to communicate with everybody um, that information as well. So, Well, Richard, Adam, thank you very much for coming on and talking a little bit about the training options and the very exciting training options that we're seeing developing for the, uh, for the industry that really, uh, you know, can only strengthen the brewing industry, particularly for small brewers. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a long time coming. Look, and if if any um, if anyone out there um, can see a real need for training and can help us to uh, or, or have us help them get the training up and running in their area, um, get in contact with me. Absolutely, uh, and and we'll put a link uh, in in the show notes. Um, to as much that we've talked about today as we can. Right, thanks very much. Richard Adamson, thank you very much for joining us and uh, talking about training today. No, thank you.